Welcome, Wildcat fans, to Play Ball, the Daily Wildcat Baseball and Softball Podcast. This new weekly show will highlight the Arizona baseball and softball teams, recap their previous series, and look ahead to what's next for each team. I'm Ari Coslo, Assistant Sports Editor at the Daily Wildcat, and your host for this podcast. You'll be hearing from members on the sports desk as we report and recap what you need to know this season. Let's get right into it. I'm joined today by Sean, Seth, and Brian. And we'll get right into the softball team who's coming off two wins over New Mexico State and a 3-2 loss against Team Mexico this past weekend. I'll start with you, Sean. What did you see from the softball team this past weekend? So once again, uh, another really, really huge weekend for the softball team. I'll start with the two games against New Mexico State. I mean, completely blew them out of the water. New Mexico State had no chance. There was that close game, though, when they first played them where uh, Alyssa Denham was doing really well and then allowed the five runs in the top of the fourth inning. But that's what this team does. They come back in the clutch, and their offense is potent, so they're able to win that game 11-5. Same thing with the next game. They ended that one much earlier, though, because they were probably frustrated with their performance the day before. That was 8 nothing, five-run uh, rule in five innings. You did mention, though, that loss to Team Mexico. I just want to point out to all of our listeners, that was an exhibition game, so it didn't count towards anything. And you can honestly tell, like, just by looking at the stats and how the players were playing, they weren't playing to win that game. No one was really trying that hard because what if somebody got injured or what if you lose one of your players or someone pulls something or a pitcher gets hurt? So you can tell by how the substitutions were going. I mean, Alyssa Palomino Cardoza didn't even start. She was a pinch hitter. And then the, all, like Coach Candre was taking players in and out of the game. So you could really tell that even he was not playing that game hard. I think Arizona, yeah, they had four pitchers. So everybody got in some action. So that way they could get some experience against an Olympic team. And even with all that, they only lost by one run to Team Mexico, which again, this is one of the best teams in the world. And a bunch of freshman kids from Arizona only lost to that team by one who really weren't trying that hard. Some important things I want to point out about the games against New Mexico State. As I had said before, uh, Janelle Meonio, she is, I think, now on a like a 15 or a 16 game hit streak. I mean, that is, as I said, I personally now believe she's the best leadoff hitter in all of softball. And it wasn't even just her hit streak that she kept. She went four for four in the first game and she went two for two in the second game. So she went six for six in the games that counted. And as I said, the New Mex- the Mexico game didn't count, but she also went one for two. So she still even got a hit in the game against one of the best teams in the country and the world. So I think this is exactly what Arizona needed. I think this team's back on track. The road sweep of Stanford really put them where they needed to be again. And even with the return of um, who was the player that, yeah, it was one of the players that came back for Arizona, um, Reina uh, Caranco. Uh, even coach Candrea said, we're glad to have her back, but Janelle Mionio has established herself as the new leadoff hitter and that's her position now. So I'm glad that Caranco is back, but you know, the, as the old saying goes, who's the next one up, Janelle was the next one up. She's proven herself and I believe she's going to stay. And that's exactly what Arizona needs right now. Great overall series. Very excited for this team. I think they're right back on track to go for that college world series. Yeah, you mentioned the Tinesco being an exhibition. It's definitely cool to see some familiar faces back uh, on the field that Arizona fans definitely, you know, recognize and know. I'll go to you, Brian. Now, what did you see from the solid team this past weekend? Yeah, so I was really impressed uh, for what they accomplished um, against New Mexico State. Um, at home, they've been dominant all year. Uh, there's a reason they're 16-0. and 
at home. It's a very impressive mark. Um, quite frankly, New Mexico never really had a chance. Um, so the freshman stars uh, for Arizona really stood out in that first game. Uh, they combined for, what, five out of six home runs uh, in the first game? So, again, so Charlize Palacios hitting a pair of home runs um, in that game. And then, of course, Carly Scoop and Alex Cox, Isabella Dayton all had solo shots. So, again, it's it all loops back to Arizona sticking to the identity. Like, they're in a pound team to the home run ball. It's what they've been doing all year. And that was clearly evident in this game. And also, Sean alluded to Janelle Miano, which I agree. She's definitely one of like the better leadoff hitters, not only in the Pac-12, but in all of uh, college softball. Uh, she hit safely 7-for-7 seven seven, uh, during the New Mexico series, which is like, very impressive. Oh, and she had uh, two steals to add to that in that first game against New Mexico. So just showing her versatility, uh, hitting for average, uh, and really getting on base at a high rate and stealing bases at a high rate. I mean, what a, a versatile asset to have for Arizona. And again, showing why she's one of the most important uh, pieces to this team, because when she goes, the whole team goes. I mean, she's really been that uh, big-time offensive catalyst for them all year. And it's just what an asset to have. Um, so, again, and Jesse Harper moved uh, into – She's now tied fifth in uh, most home runs all time uh, in the history of college softball. She's now 85, and she's probably on track to either tie or break the record this year. So that's something to watch out for. And then um, in that second game against New Mexico State, again, they won 8 nothing. Uh, you know, really a breeze uh, in that game. Pitching was dominant again. A lot of timely hitting from their uh, hitters in that game as well. So uh, that was a big, big shutout win for them, which marked their 10th straight win. I uh, remember they were 14-5, now they're 24-5. So, yeah, this team's humming right now. And, again, that the whole exhibition game against Mexico, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, like Sean mentioned, you know, Arizona didn't put out their best. Uh, against Mexico, you know, Mike Andre went to what uh, 16 different players that had at bats in that game, and oh, it was like five to six different pitchers. Uh, they got to log in at least one inning in that game. So, again, they only lost three to two, and like they barely really didn't like they barely tried to be honest in that game. So, that's some, that just shows like the depth that this team has against one like the best teams in the world that Sean mentioned. So, yeah, I thought that was very impressive. And look, man, Arizona is just um, – they're on a streak right now, 10-game winning streak, and it just seems like they can't be stopped at this at this moment. And again, like Sean mentioned before, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it all the way to the, back to the College World Series. Yeah, those are definitely some big at-bats for, you know, the depth of the team that can pay off, you know, big time down the stretch just if, you know, if injuries come into play or just – you know, people need days off, you know, towards the end of the regular season. So I think that those at-bats and innings pitch that the pitchers got that, you know, maybe normally wouldn't be able to play could not only pay off, you know, in that game, but also down the line when they potentially need them more, you know, towards the end of the season. Uh, I'll now go up to you, Seth. What did you see from a subtle team this past weekend? I think we've talked about, you know, Janelle Maonio, you know, a lot so far. But, you know, just to allude to what, um you know, Brian and Sean were saying, 
as of April 10th, she's hitting 466, which is, you know, borderline unreal. She's 11, 11 for 12 on stolen bases on, you know, 11, 11 stolen bases on 12 attempts. So when she's getting on, she's pretty much good for, you know, getting to second base. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, when, when your leadoff batter's getting on almost 50% of the time and then getting to second, um, that's just good for runs all around. And then you've got, you know, the, the power behind her in, you know, Mui Pula, Harper, and, you know, Palomino. So, I mean, that's why you see them just scoring runs. I thought the exhibition game against uh, Team Mexico was cool. Uh, Ari, you talked about, you know, a couple former Wildcats coming back. Um, but it just seemed like, you know, a uh, um, festive, festive atmosphere wasn't, you know, you know, hyper competitive, you know, like the two prior games were that, you know, Arizona took very seriously. And, you know, when they take games very seriously, they win. Um, but um, it was to see them, you know, against a national team. Um, they played them very close. You know, I'd like to see, you know, what happened had Coach Candrea, you know, kept his starting lineup in, you know, and played that game legit, you know, what would have happened. But, you know, um, he didn't, you know, wanted to get everybody playing time so they could all say, you know, they played against an Olympic team. But this is a very fun team to watch. I think we say that every week and look forward to seeing what happens the rest of the season. No doubt about it. So as we look forward to this upcoming week, the softball team hosts two games against Grand Canyon on Wednesday, April 14th which I believe will probably be the day that this is released this episode um, at four o'clock and then six 30. And then they then host a four game series against Arizona state at home. This upcoming weekend on Friday, April 16th, and then a double header on Saturday and then another game on Sunday. I'll go back to you, Sean. What are you looking forward to seeing from the solid team this upcoming weekend? I mean, every time this team's at home, it's always a show. They're always going to score a bunch of runs. Everybody's going to get on. The games are probably going to end early. I predict nothing less for this series against GCU. I'm predicting at least one of these games is going to end early within five innings and then the other game. Maybe it'll be a little bit closer, but I mean, when you're when you have the home record that Arizona has, I mean, when you're 16-0, there's really not much another team can do at home. So I think these, the series will be easy, should be quick and easy. It's a double header. So it's going to end in one day and I think it'll be done fast. What about you, Brian? What are you looking forward to seeing from both the Grand Canyon and also against ASC this upcoming weekend? Yeah. So against Grand Canyon, you know, Sean basically hit, hit it on the head. Um, you know, they're at home a uh, place that they have had so much dominance uh, this season. Again, alluding back to the 16, you record, uh, I expect like a very easy series uh, for Arizona, but yet um, it's important not to get complacent and overlook uh, this Grand Canyon University team. Um, so again, just stick to what you've been doing all year, um, beating up teams with the home run ball, uh, sticking to your dominant pitching, um, being smart in the base on bases. Um, so again, I expect a sweep of Grand Canyon this upcoming what, Wednesday, 14th. So, again, I think it should be an easy, breezy series for them. Uh, don't be surprised if Grand Canyon gets run-ruled uh, at least one of those games. Again, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a total shocker if it's both. So, expect Arizona with the easy 2-0 series, series win. Uh, against Arizona State, a uh, much tougher opponent. Um, I think with this four-game series, um, Arizona, uh, as of right now, it's only eight and five on the road. So, yeah, it's 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 a good record, but it 
definitely could be better. So I think Arizona uh, needs to be better on the road. And again, I think that's going to come from uh, the hot hitting of their freshmen, their freshman stars. And again, uh, back alluding back to Janelle Miano, really setting the tone for them. She's been their tone setter all year, uh, just hitting for high average and getting on base, being a smart base runner, stealing bases at a high rate. So again, um, if she sets the tone and all the freshmen follow in her footsteps, getting like huge hits and, you know, hitting the home run ball, I think Arizona will be just fine. I could see them taking at least three out of four from Arizona State on the road, which would be a big uh, road series win for Arizona and showing teams that they're more than capable of playing on the road. So, yeah, I expect nothing less than a three out of four series win in Tempe. Yeah, you mentioned the ASU series being on the road. I think I might have actually said that I was at home, but, yeah, it is in Tempe on the road this upcoming weekend. I'll go back up to you, Seth. What are you looking to see from the team this upcoming week and then weekend? I, I think we, we all want them to, you know, make the games quick and score runs. But, you know, I'm on the, op- I'm on the opposite way. You know, I, I'd like them to, you know, win cl- – you know, I think it would be close for them to, you know, have to squeak, uh, squeak some games out and, you know, have to win them at the end. I think that's almost better for the team to have to win them down the stretch. You know, you know, it's good for team morale, you know, it kind of brings them together instead of just winning every game, you know, 10, nothing, you know, in five innings. So that's, that's my kind of view for, viewpoint for it kind of brings the team together when you have to, you know, score a couple runs, you know, late to come from behind. So, but yeah, no, I, I you know, I think they'll, you know, I think they'll, they'll sweep the grand Canyon, you know, win three out of four against Arizona state, but you know, I'm rooting for some close games. You know, try to keep, you know, keep this Wildcats team on their toes. Cool deal. So once again, the Wildcats softball team will host a doubleheader against Grand Canyon on Wednesday, April 14th, before heading down to Tempe for a four-game series up this upcoming weekend. We'll take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome, Daily Wildcat listeners, to the Wildcat Weekly Recap Podcast. This weekly news podcast will highlight and bring you up to date on all University of Arizona news you may have missed in the last week. I'm your host, Maggie Rockwell, Assistant News and Science Editor, and I'll keep you informed and in the know. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you stream. This is a Daily Wildcat news production online all the time at dailywildcat.com. That was a word from our sponsor. If you're interested in working for the Daily Wildcat and are a University of Arizona student, visit dailywildcat.com slash apply now. Like what you hear and want to get this type of content in your inbox? Sign up for our weekly themed newsletters at dailywildcat.com slash newsletter sign up. And we're back with Sean, Seth, and Brian. And now we will go on to the baseball team who's coming off a third straight Pac-12 series win over Cal. The Wildcats rank as high as number 13 in the country, according to Baseball America and Collegiate Baseball. And then they find themselves number 14, according to Perfect Game, number 16 against D1 Baseball, and number 17, according to USA Today uh, coaches. I'll go over to you, Brian, because I know that you were at two of the games this past weekend. What did you see from the baseball team this past weekend? Yeah, so Ari, you mentioned that um, this is this marks their third straight Pac-12 series win. And also, it marks their first home series win against California since 2013. Uh, an impressive feat of itself, uh, considering all these really good teams that California has had in the past. So, um, in game one, uh, it was a great uh, starting pitching matchup between both aces, uh, Grant Holman for California and Chase Silseth, of course, for Arizona. Um, so, Arizona kind of struggled. 
Um, the first three innings, uh, trying to get anything going offensively. Uh, Grant Holman uh, really had their number. Uh, he's working uh, excellent pitching counts. Uh, he had great command of the strike zone, uh, good control of his fastball, really keeping batters off balance with his off-speed pitches. So, um, so he was doing really well. And then, you know, Chase Silsa did his thing, although he didn't look like uh, his dominant self, uh, should I say, but still a good quality start. Um, he won six innings, uh, five hits. Um, yeah, so I thought he pitched really well for Arizona, really set the tone like he has been for Arizona all year, being the tone setter. Uh, so that's off to him once again. And then Arizona's bats finally woke up. Um, in that fifth inning, uh, they finally got to – they struggled against Holman, but then got to uh, St- Stottenborough, uh, the relief pitcher that came in after him, and they put up, what, a uh, four spot on uh, five hits. So, again, Arizona, uh, their bats were dormant for a large part of the game, but then finally woke up. So that was good to see. Um, in an interesting move that game, Coach Johnson pulled uh, Chase Silseth in the uh, top of the seventh after a lot of runners on the course with only one out. And then he went to Preston Price. And as we all know, Price has been the uh, shutdown guy um, out of the bullpen for Arizona all season. And he did exact just that, um, getting, getting themselves out of a big jam. And then, of course, an interesting move. Uh, Price got replaced in the top of ninth with Vince Finelli uh, to secure the final three outs of the game. Now, I'll beat Finelli got himself in a, a big jam in that top of the ninth. But, so it was like one out, bases loaded. Uh, he was able to stay uh, calm, firm, and relaxed. Uh, and he was able to strike out uh, Nathan Manning for the final out. Uh, he caught him looking on strike three and preserved Arizona's first one series. Uh, game two is another tight game. And again, I just want to say, I think uh, this team has shown a lot of growth and development and a lot of character for, you know, grinding out and winning these tight games uh, against uh, good quality teams, uh, especially in the Pac-12 Conference. So again, they're led by uh, Garrett Irvin, the second game, uh, who came in. Uh, he picked up the win and is now 2-1 overall in the season uh, with a 3.12 earned run average. So he's been really good for them as well. Um, again, it was another game where Arizona struggled out of the gate offensively. Um, but yet again, uh, they finally got, they picked up their offense a little bit um, in the third and fourth inning. Uh, so they took the they took after being down two nothing. They went up four to two, and then California got a run back the seventh inning, uh, made it four three. Uh, so interesting. This game ended in uh, dramatic fashion, in which uh, we saw Randy Abshear uh, come in for the Wildcats in that ninth inning in a very high pressure situation. Uh, runners on first and second, only one out. Um, the game could have gone either way. So uh, Abshear froze. What do you know, Nathan Manning? who struck out to end the game the last game, then struck strikes out again to end the game this game, game two, perfect, perfectly placed curveball, couldn't have placed it better uh, for strike three. So, again, they won the series. And then game three, 
you know, not Arizona's best day at the plate. Only got five hits, but yet they only got one hit less than California, where they ended up with six hits. But they did tend to technically hit two grand slams. But yeah, in a very weirdly interested, interesting play, California should have taken a 5 nothing lead, but instead one of the players smacks a, a, what should have been a grand slam to right field. But since he, during his trot around the bases, he passed one of the base runners, and by rule, um, he was called out, and it was ruled a three-run single in a really bizarre play. So hats off to the Arizona bench and Coach Johnson for uh, recognizing that and uh, getting the out. So you know it only kept them a four nothing, but really that was really that was Arizona couldn't really uh, muster a hit to save their life in this game. Like the first hit came in like the fourth inning. And it was uh, via a beautiful beautiful place bunt by Brandon Bossy down the third base line. Uh, that's really all they could muster. And really the only bright spots in this game for Arizona were relief pitchers Gil Luna and Austin Smith that combined for five innings on zero hits, zero runs, on four strikeouts. So hats off to the bullpen for continuing their strong play since that Arizona series where they only allowed uh, one or run on 19 innings. So, so yeah, and they did lose the game 9-1. to But still, this team is still one of the best teams in the Pac-12 and in the nation, I would say. So... There's really no weakness on this team. They're deep one through nine, excellent starting pitching rotation, and good uh, arms of the bullpen. So, yeah, hats off to Arizona. Coincidentally enough, it's the third straight series where they won the first two and then lost the last game. Sean, do you think there's anything to take of that, or do you think just you know just racking up these series wins is still something to you know be proud of? As the old saying goes, you know, wins a win. I mean, do we want the sweep? Yeah, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter as long as you're not only do you stay above 500, but as long as you control the conference that you're in. And honestly, I think that's what Arizona is doing. I think now they are right behind UCLA in controlling the Pac-12 as one of the best teams in this conference. And I know Seth likes to give me a hard time about this because uh, I said it a long time ago. I'm still holding. I'm still holding firm. I think this team can make it to the College World Series. They've been proving time and time again that they have been getting better and better at what we have said. One of the things that we said was that the offense has to be there when the pitching is not. And that's what has been happening for them. And we also have said that the bullpen, one of the things I've been stressing is that the five through eight innings are crucial and the bullpen has to come through. And for the first two games, they did. So Arizona was winning five nothing. And yeah, there was one run in the top of the ninth in game one, but whatever, five one, they held, they won the game. Same thing again. So they were up uh, three, they were up four to two, and then they were up four to three after the top of the seventh in game two. And once again, the bullpen held strong and they won that game. Yeah, of course, I know that they lost that last game. Everybody loves to have a sweep. But all that I care about right now is these games you need to use for your team to improve the areas that you are lacking. And one of the areas they were lacking is that five through eight stretch where the bullpen has to hold. And that was the thing that even impressed me in game three is that it wasn't the relief pitching at first. It was the starter because all all nine of the runs were scored in the three, the third and the fourth inning. So your relief pitchers are the ones that take care of everything after that. And they did. They held Cal scoreless five through nine. You know, was Arizona going to come back from that game? I mean, in baseball, nine runs. Forget about it. If you score three runs, it's hard to come back from that. Sometimes even two. So I am very impressed with this team still, as Brian pointed out, third straight series win against a Pac-12 team. And that's huge because Pac-12 is known for baseball. This is other than basketball. This is what we do. This is what we recruit for. This is who we get. 
And for Arizona to be standing firm, especially with the, all the West Coast teams, especially a team from California, that's huge. So I am very happy where this team is going. I think that I think if there's any doubters right now that this team can make a run still at the College World Series, I mean, again, it's like I would just say, you know, what more do you want them to do? They've done everything that's been asked so far. Like I said the huge series win against Oregon. We were hoping that they could split the series with ASU. They won it three to one, win the series against Cal. Now they have a warm up game, I guess you can say, against GCU on Tuesday, and then they go right back at it in the Pac 12 play with Washington State. So I'm very happy where this team's at. I hope everybody else at the university is optimistic because we could potentially see both our baseball and our softball team competing for a national title very soon. And it's not just the bullpen, but also the defense is really starting to step up as well. They only committed one error in this past series. And, you know, it was once a huge problem earlier in the season, but there would be games where they commit like you know, three, four, five errors. If they can limit, you know, just a couple errors this series, I think that also really helps the pitching as well. And, you know, every out counts. And so when you commit an error, that could have been an out, and that can lower the confidence of the pitcher, and that can really have a domino effect on the whole team. So, the defense stepping up as well is a huge sign of, you know, good things to come for, for the baseball team as well. I'll go over to you now, Seth. What do you see from the team? And you think that, you know, these serious wins are big. And how do you take about, like, you know, winning the first two and losing the last of these last three series? No, I always think serious win is great. You know, I mean, I, you know, I said, you know, you'd like to end the series on a win just because especially in college baseball, it's kind of, you know, mainly you're always waiting, you know, a week. So you're not, you're playing next, you're, you like to end on a win, but if you can take a series, when you take a series, win, you know, you stop at that. I, I thought the bullpen, you know, threw really, really well, these three games, uh, especially Gil Luna in that third game, um, you know, kind of when he came in, the game is already out of reach, but he went uh, three and a third. Um, uh, he threw really, really well. I was very impressed with him. If they can find another arm on top of Abshire, uh, Preston Price and Finn's finale, um, that that would be really helpful because it kind of feels like they're always going to those three and, you know, they're going to need an extra arm once they start coming down the stretch. Um, you know, the offense wasn't quite there this, this, this week, but you know, they won two out of three. Um, the offense isn't always going to be, there. they're not going to score 10 runs every single game. If you can get a win, you can get a win. Um, I would be a little worried, you know, TJ Nichols, um, when he's on, he's very on when he's off, he's off and you need that third guy. Um, so he's been a little inconsistent this year. Uh, he is, he is very young. So, um, so he still hasn't had very much experience. So, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about it, but um, it's just some kind of some things I'm, I'm looking at, but overall, you know, I've still got a lot of, a, a lot of confidence in this team. They're very fun to watch. You're right about the defense, the middle infield, uh, the infield's really, uh, really fun to watch. Uh, Kobe Cotto at second base. Uh, I swear every single time I watch this team, he's making a diving play. Uh, some type of, you know, a relay play for a play, uh, play at home, some, some type of fundamental play that just saves a run, gets a, a, an extra out. It's just very, very fun. They're, they're a fundamentally sound baseball team is how I would put it. Absolutely. So as you mentioned earlier, Sean, they will, uh, host, they will play one game at Grand Canyon on Tuesday, April 13th, which I believe will be before this is released. And then they will head down to Pullman for three games against Washington State, who started off a team who started off the season really well at 12 and three in non-conference, and they have since fallen to four and eight in the conference play and 16 and 11 overall. So you know, I do believe that you shouldn't you shouldn't expect a sweep 
as we've said, as we've said a lot, but I think two of three in this area should be the expectation with a potential sweep, you know, being a very possibility. And so we will see what, if they can pull that off this weekend and we'll see if both the subtle teams and the baseball team can keep up the momentum as we, you know, as we soon reach into the final stretch of the regular season. This has been Play Ball, the Daily Wildcat Baseball and Softball Podcast. Thank you to everyone involved in the making of this show, including sports editor Jacob Minuti, myself, managing editor and producer Pascal Albrey, editor-in-chief Sam Burdett, the Daily Wildcat Sports Desk, the Daily Wildcat, online all the time at dailywildcat.com. And listeners like you, thank you. And we'll catch you all on next week's episode. Woo! <laughs>